what's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this edition of the show. And we are brought to you by Bet Online. And football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. And from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your number one source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage. It is the best in the business, and they even have those Vegas casino games. It is truly your number one online wagering destination. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. And Bet Online is where the game starts. Kyle, happy Wednesday to you. I was going to drop the uh, where the game starts line, uh, but I didn't get a chance to. I was going to cut you off, but you were very smooth with your transition. So I wanted to credit you for your 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 plug for, for our friends at Bet Online. So you did know what day it was, Joe, because in the in the open of the show, you said, yeah, Today's I caught that too. the show I didn't have the hit, confidence in the time. Another but, episode of draft dudes. Yeah, right. but you did. The, but you but you did have that confidence when saying hello to Kyle, though. So what happened in the middle of the bet online? Read thought about you, it. Just, okay. just thought about it the whole time what day it was and settled on Wednesday and figured I'd do exactly what I did and create the exact buzz that I created. I don't know if. um I don't know if you're aware of this, Joe, but in the top right-hand corner of your computer, it will show you an abbreviation mm. of the day. I see that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know you you haven't always been like a Mac guy. Yeah. But you've had this computer for a couple years, two years. It's 2018. Years. Yeah, it's been staring you right in the face this whole time. If it was a snake, it would have bit you. Yeah, I've heard that before, too. Yeah. So oh, now that's breakthrough. Your, your little life hack. Yeah. I always look down at the Sorry. bottom where it's like February 16th. There's like that calendar like icon. And I'm like, great. That doesn't tell me what day it is. No, no, but it, it's right there on the screen. But that's that's good, though. But we're not going to talk about uh, life hacks for IMAX today. I, I don't think so. Anyway, <laughs> I believe we have something else planned. Is that correct? Yes, we're going to talk. Some quarter. I talk, I don't know. Well, I, I think I think you're the guy to set this table here because we want to talk about this quarterback market entering the offseason with an emphasis on Kyler Murray and whatever the heck is happening with him and his Instagram and the speculation and all that type of stuff. So, Shuby, why don't you, you set the table for us on this Kyler discussion? Yeah, and I, I think the, the right place to start here is, I, I think, to say that I don't think anybody on this show thinks that Kyler Murray is going to get traded here in the offseason. But high level, there are, I think, two or three quarterbacks that we have talked about ad nauseum for months about potentially being moved in trades. We've talked about Russell Wilson. We've talked about Aaron Rodgers. And we're starting to hear the buzz come back around on Deshaun Watson. There was a story today from Jeremy Fowler and Dan Graziano of ESPN that introduced two new teams to the mix. So that's the high level of the three guys that I think would generate a lot of the attention. Then underneath that, I think you have a tier of guys that either just randomly get talked about or they enter the mainstream because of something that's going on. Kyler Murray falls into that category. We're just talking about Kyler Murray and what appears to be some frustrations inside that building on both ends, both on the Cardinal side and then on Kyler's side. And then I think you have the 
Kirk Cousins of the world, the Baker Mayfields of the world, the Carson Wentz of the world, to some degree who could be moved and who could not be moved. And I think that's a nice little table setter for what we're going to talk about today, which is about all these quarterbacks. And if we want to start with Kyler because he's the guy that's making the most noise despite probably not going anywhere, I think we can. And I think all of those guys are worthy of a, of a brief conversation here. I, I want to start with Kyler because I have questions about what he's frustrated about. I mean, this guy, the Cardinals made him the number one overall pick. They traded for DeAndre Hopkins. They've drafted receivers for him. They traded for Rodney Hudson. They paid the left tackle. They got Zach Ertz. I feel like the Cardinals have done their thing. Their head coach is tailored. Right. As specifically to Kyler's play style as any college coach or as any coach in the NFL. So I could understand frustrations on how the last couple seasons have ended, but that's a team thing. I don't think, I don't think Arizona's done anything wrong by by Kyler Murray, and, and maybe I'm ignorant and don't, and I'm, I'm unaware of things. But I feel like Kyler Murray should be pretty satisfied with his uh, entire arrangement right now as the quarterback of this football team. Chris. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, this all goes back to deleting pictures on Instagram, right? Like, that is that is what started this snowball of news and rumors. And it has gotten to a point where you're seeing stories get leaked. I mean, and I think when this really became – because at first, guys l- – listen, guys do things on social media all the time. Like, in the NBA, Julius Randle unfollowed the Knicks before the trade deadline. He's still on the Knicks. He's still playing for the Knicks. They're not playing particularly well, but he's still there. Everybody just moves on, right? So guys do this. They unfollow. They follow. It's really not that big of a deal. But it started to pick up traction throughout Super Bowl week to the point where Chris Mortensen ran with it. And I think that's when it it got some life of, okay, this is a big story that there is something going on here. There is frustration on both ends. There's frustrations with Kyler. Everybody was trying to make it about whether or not he wanted a new contract, and I didn't understand that. The timing doesn't make sense. He's only eligible for the new deal now, now that the season is over. They can start having those conversations now. So he can't have been – that can't be pent-up frustration because they've only been able to do it like since the last couple days Mm -hmm. anyway. So that didn't make sense from a timeline perspective. To, to your point, Joe, look at all of the talent that they've surrounded this guy with. From the moment he got drafted to this franchise, they have done everything in their power to allow him to succeed. And by and large part, he has. He's going to the Pro Bowl twice. He's put up some great numbers. Was the Offensive Rookie of the Year, uh, the NFC Rookie of the Year, the year uh, his first year in the league. So he's been successful. They haven't had the team success. And then that's where I think you see the team's frustration come through because they're probably driving a lot of these stories. You're seeing stories leaked all over the place of Kyler Murray's on his phone during <laughs> halftime of games, which seems ridiculous. And there's been a lot of you know cold water thrown on that story. But now you're getting noise. You're getting noise about how he told Colt McCoy at the end of the Rams game, I'm done. I'm not going into the game. Like you're starting to hear all these noise. And I don't know what's true and what's not. But here's what I will say, guys. Does any of the rumors that have come out about Kyler Murray surprise you when you watch his body language on the field when things don't go well? And that's kind of the thing. You you get into this echo chamber of, well, I watch this guy play and he gets frustrated constantly. He's mad at his teammates. We've talked about this so many times in TD and staff meetings. The – the Manning cast of Russell Wilson talking about how, you know, Kyler's got to be there. He's got to get his team fired up. And then they cut to the sideline and he's just sitting there sulking. Like this is nothing new with Kyler. Right. And there's just this air of, I think the Cardinals want more of Kyler. They want him to be more of a leader. They want him to be more of a 
team guy than maybe a me guy. And you're starting to see that come to a head. I don't like the way the Cardinals are approaching it because they're clearly driving a lot of this narrative from these stories. But you always got to worry about the baseball thing in Kyler's back pocket. So it's just this just it's a snowball of things that I don't think leads to anything now. But there is animosity here that I don't think immediately goes away. Yeah, I think. um, Chris, I think you hit the nail on the head as far as where this is coming from. A lot of this noise is coming from and you hear the headlines and. You have to understand who benefits from these kinds of stories getting out and uh, Kyler kind of making the first move. I think the other thing that we have to realize is like this kind of shit, excuse my French with certain players probably happens on all 32 franchises every single year, right? It's the NFL. There's a lot of ego and testosterone and guys who, you know, since they were 13 years old have been told that they are the greatest and everybody's been told that. And, you know, you you get to a league where everybody is trying to climb over each other for job security. And Arizona starts the season, what were they, 8-0, 7-0, and it's all peaches and cream. And we're sitting there and it's like, okay, well, let's – they lost to Green Bay in a narrow loss game they very easily could have won. And then they beat Chicago, so they're 8-1, and and it's, well, let's see how the rest of the season goes. Well, they lose three in a row. They end up losing four of their last five and then get smacked by the Rams in the playoffs. And – I if the Cardinal if this is the Cardinals trying to get Kyler to step up to the plate to kind of approach his leadership role in the team differently, I think you got to realize that not every guy that's out there is a one size fits all for how they learn, but also how they communicate and how they receive information. And I don't think this kind of approach, if this is the Cardinals bidding and this is what their end game is, is going to be particularly well received by Kyler just based on what we've seen of who he is as a person and and how he kind of approaches his business. I agree with you that it would not be well-received, but there's a part of me that understands it because not only do they have to make the decision on the fifth-year option, which is going to commit $28.6 million to him for 2023, but like Chris said, it is time for the contract extension conversation to be had and I'm sure he wants that $40 million plus average annual value that Mahomes and Allen got. And if I'm Arizona and I'm going to make that type of a commitment to Kyler Murray, I don't want questions like they have right now about his body language and leadership skills and what type of impact he's having on the locker room. And it's a peculiar way to test it. But I think Arizona is well within their rights to have some questions about making that type of a commitment to him based on some of the ancillary factors. I know from a skill set perspective, he's extremely dynamic and you can well, have a great offense with him. But come on now, like there's more to how it many, than just that. How many quarterbacks are you comfortable with paying that kind of money to? Because at the end of the day, this is going to be the new norm. So either you do it now or you let him go and you're going to pay somebody else relatively close to the same money if you want to have a reasonable quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, that is that is going to be the question moving forward. And I mean, you look at the other prospects that are in this conversation right now, and I would include Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. I think we all feel really good. Sure. Yeah. Give him the bag. Allen and Mahomes got it. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. 
Prescott. Got it. Pre- yeah, Dak. We we've told them to pay him before they paid him, right? Like that. Right. Could have saved themselves probably six million a year, dude. If they I didn't wait. You're and you've really uncovered this about. It's not just the fifth year option, but I think you have to take this year by year for as long as you can. With this kind of financial impact, yeah. Because, I mean, you're talking about 20% of the cap. (laughs) A little less than that now with it up over 209. But, I mean, it's close to 20% of your salary cap space invested in one player. So, Kyler Murray, the player, I think presents a good case. But there's more to it. This is the most influential football player on your team. And a lot of this has been his own creation, right? Like all of this conversation started because he because unfo- he unfollowed or deleted the pictures on Instagram, right? Unnecessary behavior for an adult. Guess what? The baseball question still exists with Kyler Murray because every time he's asked about it, he won't give a straight answer on it. Every time he's asked, hey, are you, would you ever consider going, going to play baseball or is football your only priority? Well, you know, we'll see what the future holds or, you know, he's very wishy-washy about it. Well, okay. When you do that, you open the door for that criticism to exist. And again, he, he, he came out and gave a statement and talked about like all of this drama or whatever word that he used. It, it, you know, I'm not about it. Kyler, this is all because you – now, listen, the media runs with these things. We play a role in this. I understand. But if you didn't delete all of Instagram pictures, nobody would even bat it an eye until it was time to talk about a contract extension. Let me ask you a question, both of you. What's the best predictor of future behavior? Past Past behavior. Past behavior. Okay. So from Kyler's perspective, him leaving the door open for baseball, he closed the door for football and then decided he wanted to play football because he had a great year. And I don't blame him for that decision. But, you know, I, I think that we have to acknowledge the fact that, like, you love two sports and you're incredibly physically gifted at two sports. And well, if you check your box and, and football goes south, and I mean, I think Joe made a great point right off the jump. Football's not, at least at this point, going south. Right? He's made the Pro Bowl twice. He was a rookie of the year. So he's had a lot of accolades. He's been a very productive player. Um. But him leaving that door open shouldn't surprise anybody because he tried to close the door and then changed his mind. So, I mean, is it is it better to double down and football's my only thing and then go back on your word when you already did that once? Or to just leave it all? Like, I don't know what the the proper or the PR or the the appropriate way to handle that question is, but I mean, I don't know why we're surprised that he leaves that open probably to leave no doubt about what your intentions are. I think that's probably the, uh, the correct move for Mr. Murray. What's more important than peace of mind, nothing. And that's what Nord VPN is here for to give you peace of mind while you're online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN that you can get. Nord VPN is the world's best VPN service offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you also never have to worry about a slow connection either, and plans start at under $4 per month. 
So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe. That's B-L-E-A-V to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check them out at betterhelp.com slash draft dudes. The best way to think about therapy is through a bunch of analogies. We get our cars tuned up to prevent bigger issues down the road. We get annual checkups and go to the gym to maintain physical wellness and prevent injuries and disease. We do our chores regularly to avoid a giant mess of a house. Going to therapy is like all of these. It's routine maintenance for your mental and emotional wellness to prevent bigger issues down the road. Going to therapy doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It means you're investing in yourself to keep your mind healthy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Why invest in everything else and not your mind? This podcast sponsored by BetterHelp and the Draft Network Draft Dudes listeners can get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash draft dudes. That's BetterHelp, B-E-T-T E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash draft dudes. So which quarterback that's going to get traded do we want to talk about, guys? Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Can we frame it as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Which Please, one should Joe. the Bucs go after? Well, the floor's so yours. What's interesting to me about this is you think Bruce Arians is coming back to coach the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to develop Kyle Trask? No, he's as the starting quarterback. Blaine Gabbert as a starting quarterback. Or Blaine, you think he's going to run it back with Blaine Gabbert? I don't think that's going to be the case. And so I do expect something meaningful to happen here with the Bucks in the quarterback position because they kept their coaching staff. Now it's just that's a matter the, of kind of figuring out some free agents. Right. Because Byron Leftwich. Todd Bowles, I know they had interest. I know, you know, Leftwich had the Still Jacksonville here. offer, but put his foot down. It's like, yeah, we ran the whole thing back. So, but like Tom coming off the books saves them enough money where you could try to, you could do one of two things. You could transition to another high money quarterback and hope that that player's dynamic play is enough to continue to elevate you and keep you atop the NFC South and get a ticket to the postseason and see where the chips fall. Or you could put your faith in a guy like Blaine Gabbert, who's been there for a while, and bring him back and re-sign everybody else. Like, I think we all know what the perfect answer would be, but <laughs> at, at what... Like, I don't know how many of these guys are genuinely going to be available. That's fair. I think we can all agree that Deshaun, pending all the legal pieces of this conversation being settled and, you know, moving forward, like he's the the guy that we do expect to legitimately be available. When he is available to play football, he will be available to be acquired via trade. But well, like, we were supposed to get depositions at the end of January mm. and we're the middle of February and we're no further to any kind of resolution. And the league calendar starts in less than a month. We're, the three of us are not legal experts and we'll let that process play out, right? But I thought it was very interesting. I read a story today on ESPN from Jeremy Fowler and Dan Graziano that talked about the quarterback market. And when Watson's name came up and talking about him, they named two teams that could be that that could make sense. And 
Again, we've known throughout this process that it's been very like Deshaun, obviously, with the no trade clause, can pick where he's going to go. So if if Fowler and Graziano are going to report about teams, it's clearly because there might be some thawing on where Deshaun wants to go next season. And the Bucks and the Vikings were mentioned. Now, I looked at the cap space for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I want to give a shout-out to OverTheCap.com because I don't know if you guys saw this, but they added an entire restructure potential page. just shows you the maximum amount of cap space each team can create. Do you want to talk about a a wee-woo-worthy thing? Wee-woo! Yeah, you go over to OverTheCap.com and look under the the uh, the – under the contracts tab, the restructure okay. potential shows you what everybody can do. Uh, the Bucks doing simple restructures, which I think they can do unilaterally. They don't need player approval for. They can create up to $67.8 million in potential cap space. So you want to go get a quarterback? You can restructure some guys and make some, and make, uh, and make, uh, some cap space. And yes, I know for everyone who asks, if the Saints do a bunch of simple restructures, they can get $21.6 million in cap space. I know everyone cares about that. So there you go. It's a great resource. I found it yesterday, wow. and I was on it all day long. It's, well, it's thanks amazing. for telling us at the worst possible time when we're trying to record yeah, a podcast. Yeah, I'm going to sit here and play with this. You, you, you guys are on your own to finish the end of the show. <laughs> I told you, man, It's the, to have the table where you can see the maximum amount of cap space yeah. every team can do is huge. Because we, how many times do we oh, on this weird. show try to make space for guys? Now we can just Wait, we, figure it out. Yeah. Simple restructure, number one spending power in the NFL. Weird. Okay, what, what were we talking about? Sorry, I blacked out there for a second. <laughs> we were talking about uh, the, the Bucks trading for Deshaun Watson, potentially. That was what we were talking about. Yeah, you know what? For a team that's in a short period win-now window, I don't know how much this really makes sense if Deshaun Watson's not eligible to play football. And you would think the personal conduct policy at an absolute minimum is going to have a suspension served. So what, Bruce's last hurrah, we're going to trade for a quarterback who in a best case scenario is able to play the last 10 games of the year. And who knows what the suspension might actually be, assuming the legal litigation gets suited out, sorted out. What I don't know. Do, Kyle? What do they do, man? I told you they bring back Blaine Gabbert or, or one of these other quarterbacks, the Carson Wentz's of the world, or perhaps uh, the, the Baker Mayfield's of the world. If they're, the situation in Cleveland is as rocky as it appeared to be at the end of the year. And Cleveland finds themselves in a position picking 13. If there was a quarterback that oh, they were interested in, um, you know, what percentage of Baker can you get in Sam? Howell? do you want a more dynamic player um, in a, a Desmond Ritter who can give you a little bit more with his legs? Like, I don't know, but they certainly have, a offensive line in a running game in Cleveland where if they chose to change directions because the relationship with Baker and Stefanski was fractured, which it appeared to be at the end of the year, and they kind of smoothed it over. But I think everybody smoothing over their situations right now from a leverage perspective is probably necessary and expected, right? Even with like Rodgers and Russell Wilson and Wilson saying, you know, all the things that he said, like, it kind of throws some cold water on the hype of, wow, all these high-level quarterbacks are available, but you never see high-level quarterbacks available to the way that we're fantasizing that they're going to be for a reason because they're high-level quarterbacks. So I don't know. I think maybe those kinds of guys, if you wanted to make a trade, would be the ones that make more sense and are more feasible to actually pull off. Chris, we have to revisit – I think we did this last year on the podcast where we went through and predicted every team starting quarterback. 
Sure, we can absolutely do this. We, we should revisit it and obviously reheat it again for this cycle. Well, at some you point. know, we did this because for, I think it was my February mock last year, I actually did that as a part of the mock, is yeah, I had right. like each team's projected starting quarterback in that mock. So... Ooh, can I give fun. you a galaxy brain idea to close the show here? Oh, sure. Blow it up well, right here at the end. Baker Mayfield to Tampa Bay. Carson Wentz gets released by the Colts, signs with the Browns. They draft a quarterback at 13. And so they have Carson Wentz for a season because they're still technically in win-now mode, but they have a young quarterback who they can develop behind Carson Wentz. Boom, there you go. I, mean, I don't think that's Guys, galaxy, Brandon. I think that's reasonable. I did pretty good with this. Oh, sorry, Chris. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, Kyle listened to not a word I said. <laughs> Tried to give a great concept for a potential trade for everybody. All right, say it Kyle's again. Like, say it again. Say it again. Say it again. So say it again. Baker Mayfield to Tampa Bay. Yep. Carson Wentz gets cut, released by the Colts because no one's taking on that money. Yep. He signs yep. with the Browns. They still take a quarterback at 13. So they don't ask a Desmond Ritter, a Sam Howell, a Kenny Pickett to start right away. I dig mm-hmm. it. Thank I dig you. it. How'd now, you do hear on me the out. quarterback thing? Yeah, go ahead. February 11th, 2021. Okay, so this was just over one year ago to the day. This so it sounds like we got to do this soon. 370 days ago. Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, starting quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. I'm just going to do, I'm going to tell you who the starting quarterback was for the teams. Okay. Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, thumbs up. Jets, Zach Wilson, thumbs up. Texans, Tua Tagovailoa. No, didn't get that one. Falcons, Matt Ryan, hit it. Bengals, Joe Burrow, hit it. Eagles, Jalen Hurts, hit it. Uh, Washington Commanders, Trey Lance, no. Carolina Panthers, Sam Darnold. That was before that deal was done, so I hit that That one. That was good, that was good. Uh, Broncos, I had Drew Locke. I mean, he technically started games. They signed Teddy in free agency. Uh, Cowboys, Prescott, Giants, Daniel Jones, 49ers, Jimmy G, Chargers, Justin Herbert. I had the Colts with Mac Jones. I had the Patriots one pick away from getting him. So Kyler in Arizona, the Raiders with Carr, Watson in Miami, Jared Goff in Detroit, Eagles again, uh, Vikings, Kirk Cousins, Titans, Tannehill, Jets, Wilson, Roethlisberger, Lawrence, Baker, Mayfield, and Cleveland, Lamar Jackson. Not a lot of hot takes here. Oh, uh, Saints, Jameis Winston and or slash Y, Taysom Hill. So it's it's accurate. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. So 22 in total was based on my quick math. That's pretty yeah, good. Well, Maybe that's math, tomorrow's yeah. concept. Quarterback yeah. week on the show. Sounds like we're oh, doing that tomorrow, aren't we? Giggity. All right. That means you guys are going to have to tune in. We appreciate you listening here on this Wednesday episode of the show, or at least that's the day that shows in the top right-hand corner of my computer, Joe. <laughs> it's Wednesday here on the show. Thank our friends over at Bet Online for their continued support of the podcast as well. Kyle Krabs, Jeremy, and Chris Schubert. Thanks for checking out Jaff Dudes. We'll talk with you guys again tomorrow.